We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives Until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize Come on down I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame Come on down I'll make a deal just let me spin the wheel Come on down To win a million bucks all you need is a little luck And thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects all right, welcome to Come On Down, the podcast voted most diverse by the NAACP. Um, that's I, true. It could be. I'm John Baker. I'm a divi- diverse Jonathan Motney. Welcome. Thanks. Today, we are going to be talking about what's one of, I think, my favorite game shows of all time. Wow. Match Game. Of all time? Of all time, I think. Not just the ones that we've done in the podcast? Right. I I mean, yeah. I Wow. Yeah. But before we start, I understand that you have been in talks with somebody. I don't know. You told me you were emailing somebody. I don't know really any of the details about this. That's right. Well, we had the sponsor last show. Okay. Or maybe not, few, depending a on a when we... A few shows ago, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And... That got me jazzed and revved and hyped. So I did my own research, found a company. Oh, so you got got us a sponsor. Correct. They're very excited to bring this sponsor to us. They're a little different. They may be a little bit out of our demo, but... um, Hey, I'm looking at Broadner Horizons. Our scripts here. All right. This is a script. I've not seen this before now. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm ready. Our sponsor today is the wonderful McFuggets. A convenient mid-coital snack that improves any sexual experience. I can always use a snack mid-coitus. And for our listeners that are unfamiliar with McFuggets, a McFugget is a single chicken nugget you can attach anywhere to your lover's body for a quick nibble. The -the state-of-the-art McFugget attaching system allows you to place the nugget on any part of your lover's body to accommodate over 21 different sexual positions. Do you prefer missionary? Use the McFugget strap to attach the McFugget directly onto your lover's forehead. Then, when you go down for a smooch, you can get a quick munch on the 100% all-white meat treat. Are you a little wild and prefer the non-eye contact position, known as doggy style? McFuggets has you covered there, too. Just attach the energy snack to the mid-back area and get that much-needed energy boost that'll keep you alert throughout your entire Puppy Love Pound sesh. Wow. I use this product. I I use this product, and I've seen my lovemaking sessions last 50% longer. I can now last over two and a half minutes. Your lover must be very happy. Who cares? As long as I get my McNutt. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, go. It's your line now, according to this. Come script. on down, listeners. Could purchase the McFugget kit at a sweet discount. Just go to McFug. I'm gonna spell this. <laughs> just, just go to m c f u g g e t McFugget dot com slash come on down show for fifteen percent off and get your sexy snack on. That was. Did I, you yeah. say McNut? I I did say the. <laughs> That was what it said in the script that you handed me. Well, that's so. from the sponsor. All right. I guess. Should we do the rest of the show now? I guess. I guess. I mean, a waste of time, but <laughs> <laughs> as well. All right. 
So today we're going to be talking about a game show called Match Game. Mm-hmm. Match Game originated in 1962. It was created by a guy named Mark Goodson, who created like half of the other game shows in existence. <laughs> because there's four people that have... Ever. It's like... Um, Barris. It's got to be one of them. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of like, you know, cable companies or something. They're, they're all just like... There's like secretly like four of them. Yeah. And they all own all the other ones. And even like... You have one option in the area you live in. Right. That's game shows. Mark Goodson <laughs> was the option in the area of New <laughs> and everybody York lived at in. this point. Yeah. Okay. So it originally aired on NBC from 1962 to 69, 1,700 shows. Like three of them exist to this point because they didn't value art back then. So they just recorded over them as we've talked about before. Because our society now we values art. We don't care about art. profit. Or nope. stakeholders. Every time you touch that table, it's getting picked up in the microphone. And <laughs> going to drive me... I have to edit this. Um, yeah, no. We're really big on art now. We don't care about um, profit mm-hmm. or the... Envi- Wait. We love the environment and art, and we don't care about profit or exploitation. Correct. It's 2020. It's a new world. So there's only a couple episodes of this that exist. Which is fine because this version of the show wasn't any good. Um, wow. I mean, it was it was okay, but it was nothing compared to the later versions of the show. This one, well, first of all, it was in black and white, which is just embarrassing. Yuck. Um, or at least the ones that exist. Maybe some of them ended up in color. But it was set up to where there were two teams of three, each team led by a celebrity. And it was hosted by a guy named Gene Rayburn. And he was actually great. He was a funny guy. Uh, but he was hired to be the host of this game show, Match Game. And the way the show worked was contestants were asked a question. It could be, what is your favorite dog breed? Mm-hmm. And all three members of a team wrote down an answer. And then they revealed their answer and saw if any of them matched each other. And so it was purely subjective. And they just were hoping that these people... For the most part. Had similar... And and it might not be, what's your favorite dog breed? It could be any number of questions. Um, They did some family feud style. We pulled 100 college students and asked them what their favorite car was. Mm -hmm. What do you think it was? And then you had to guess, whatever. So if you matched one of your teammates, you got $25. If you matched two of them, you got $50. That was pretty much the game. It was okay. But uh, as it went along, Gene Rayburn started adding a little more humor to it. He was a funny guy. And that kind of drew in bigger and better celebrities as the game ran. Okay. So, so that made it a little bit more of a hit at the time. I don't think uh, Mark Goodson was very fond of the humor. I think he, this was a serious game show. <laughs> game shows were serious business. Yeah. And he was like, what are you making it funny for? And they just kind of said, like, oh, because your setup isn't because good. People like it better <laughs> this way. So <clears throat> that was Match Game. It aired, like I said, 1,700 shows from 62 to 69, went off the air. It came back in 1973, and it was completely different. It was completely better. And Still it was, black and white? No. Very mm. color and very 70s. Very color. Very color. Very cool. The NAACP gave it an award, actually, for most color TV show that year. And 
it was it was much better. It was a huge improvement, in my opinion, in anybody who has any census opinion. Mm. And it was, like I said, 70s as hell. It had shag carpets. It had big flashing lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, it had a color palette of the 1970s. Somebody who was on drugs. Yeah, I mean, you had orange carpets and green signage and et cetera, et cetera. What's next, purple hair? No, they did not allow that. that was oh, that's not One of Mark Goodson's dying wishes with no purple hair. <laughs> no purple hair. But it it improved tremendously in this version. Uh, it became a a bit more of a panel style show. There were six celebrity panelists per episode now, and two regular people contestants competing against each other. And the goal so a different game show, a different game show. Still, just involved. I mean, the similarity was that you had to match the word or phrase with another person. But now it was each. Contestant had their turn to match with the six celebrities, and you wanted to match with as many of them as possible. Okay. The questions became a little more well-written, a little more sentence or sometimes paragraph-based. Yeah. More things like, Dumb Johnny never knew where he should keep his work bag when he got home, and he was so dumb that he would sometimes put it in his blank. Right. And... Then you fill in the blank, and there was a, you know, a, a thinking slash writing period where each of the celebrity panelists wrote down their guess, mm-hmm. and they had a great funky '70s tune that went to this song. It was a classic. I yeah. love it. And then Gene Rayburn would go over to the contestant once every celebrity had submitted their answer and ask for their response. So they give their response. Again, they try to match with as many people as possible. There were six of them. And then it was the next person's turn. Same thing. There were two rounds. Mm-hmm. If you matched with all six in the first round and the other person didn't, you won. It's, it's Game over. over. But if however many people you matched with, those people were now out of play. You've already matched with them. So in the second round, you were only trying to match with the people that you haven't matched with yet. So I've, I saw episodes where people both got zero in the first round, and then one got five and one got six in the second round to win it. I saw that there there was a particular tread. Excuse me. You're tired? You're, am I boring you with a this particular, game This is kind of boring. A particular trend with the questions being more pointed and easier the second time. Yeah, I mean... Because I saw that a lot, too, where it was... You were lucky to get one or two matches in the first round. And then the next one was like... Right. Silly string Billy lost his... <laughs> silly string. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know. I would have missed that one. You missed you missed silly string Billy. I don't... Listen, Gene Rayburn, he, he was also a dick sometimes. And he would call people out just like you did to me there. <laughs> he would He would say, come on, this is such an obvious answer. How are you guys not... None of you are getting that there's an obvious answer. Nice. And, and w- w- another thing, there was, there was a lot of great audience interaction in this. I mean, they would boo if you gave a bad answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would give exasperated groans and things like that. They mm-hmm. would cheer when you had the right answer or the right inappropriate double entendre type answer. That yeah. was something about, you know, I think half a season into this 1973 reboot, 
which by the way was called Match Game 73 at this point in time. Right. It wasn't called Match Game anymore. This was instead of calling it the new Match Game like some of these game shows did when they yeah. got revived, they called it Match Game 73, which was fine until it became 1974. Yeah. And then the show became Match Game 74 and every year up until 1984 it was Match Game that year. It was like NBA 2K for but 10 match years. Games for yeah, for 10 11 years. Wow. So that was that was how it worked for the most part. There were like like I said, six celebrity panelists. There were frequently three of them that were mainstays. Starting in the first season, they kind of discovered this. So um, Charles Nelson Riley, who actually did a Broadway show with Gene Rayburn, he was. I guess this was kind of the era of the Andy Kaufman type of people, where he was almost in character for his whole public life. Okay. He was this somewhat flamboyant gay man who, it was the 70s, so it wasn't like he was an openly on TV gay man, but mm-hmm. he was a gay guy. He was flamboyant. He, yeah. he, was, he was over the top, but he was very, very funny, I think. Um, he, he was often sitting next to Brett Summers, who was a very funny woman. Also, her, her husband was on the show a lot in the original run. And he was kind of like, hey, why don't you get my wife for this? <laughs> and they put her on and she was great and just stuck on the show forever for, the, awesome. for the entire run of it. <clears throat> and then finally, Richard Dawson, who... Love would... his show. What? Richard uh, Dawson's Creek? Yeah, that's... That Such was that was a great one, actually. Did you just start this podcast with me so that you could show up your singing <laughs> voice? Yeah. yeah, so Richard Dawson, he would later go on to be the first host of Family Feud. He kind of parlayed this into I've that. Heard of it. Yeah, you have. Is that a show we should do? Maybe. Um, once Steve Harvey leaves because he drives me insane. Um, no, he's not that bad. But... Um, he, he was originally probably most famous before this for being on Hogan's Heroes, which was a very funny show in the 60s into the early 70s, I think, uh, about, it was a, it was a, a comedy, a, um, a sitcom, a situational comedy, comedy, a situational comedy, if you will, about a prisoner of war camp run by the Nazis in World War II. Hilarious. Hilarious. I wish we could have standards we, like that nowadays. It's funny because this was 20 years after World War II. I mean, the people, the viewing audience was people that lost their legs and their friends and their yeah. families in World War II. And it was appropriate for us to have a comedy about bumbling Nazis running a POW camp and the prisoners therein. So that would be like if in 2000... Uh, so that'd be right now if we had a goofy 9-11 comedy. Right, 9-11 workplace comedy. 9-11 workplace. It, it's, it's like, like the office, the but of their the, office is in the World Trade Center. And at the end of the show, after every episode, something happens to make you think the planes are going to hit. There's and it, they always, it never happens. It's always like, someone, oh, there's smoke coming out of this. It's like, oh, Gary put a Pop-Tart in the toaster for too long again. So that's an, an actual plot line from the regular office the u.s office correct uh burn guy yeah oh no uh fire fire guy guy. um yeah i think we should pitch that show so what should we call it um 
The Office? No. No? Uh, something about the times, 9-11. Maybe it's like a, a watch. It's a, like 9-11 comma late to work. All right. <laughs> that sounds hilarious. I mean, we already did this McFugget thing this episode, so we might as well just go all in on giving up right now. Yeah, I, I don't think this could air. It's funny because now, today, uh, 50 years, 55 years after this show premiered, I think people would think that you can't make jokes about World War II like that on TV. I don't think that would... Maybe like 10 years ago you could. Maybe. I Yeah, I mean, the only Nazi jokes you can make are just calling Trump a Nazi and then people laughing because, Haha, I agree with that lazy joke too. <laughs> Comedy is dumb. Yeah. Um, so yeah... Richard Dawson, he, he, he was kind of the, outside of Gene Rayburn, the star of the show for this run. He took the game pretty seriously. He was quite good at it. After the second round, when a winner was named, they would go into a bonus round where they, it, it was kind of the Family Feud style thing where they pulled people and the top three answers were on the board and you had to try and guess and it would generally be like a two-word thing with a blank Mm -hmm. so it would be pop blank culture and the contestant would get to ask three of the panel members for their input and so each one of them would say pop tart pop corn Mm -hmm. pop culture Mm -hmm. and then the contestant had the ability to give one of those answers or if they thought all those guys were idiots and they had the best answer themselves, they can give that answer and completely disregard. Which was always interesting to me because if I'm trying to think of some sort of an answer and I hear something, my objectivity is gone. That's it. Yeah, that was the answer. Uh, Right. Because now I'm trying to think of things that aren't that instead of what I think is the best answer. Right. That's a good point. But... um, so there were three on the board. If you got the number three answer, you won $100. If you got the number two answer, $250. The number one answer, you got 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. And if you did, you could then go into the, the final bonus round where you could get a 10 times multiplier. You could get up to $5,000 in this one. And they did the same thing, one word sort of blank or blank one word. And you had to choose one of the panelists and you had to match with them. You had to mind meld with them. You had to mind meld, exactly. And if you did, you won $5,000. And so a lot, a lot, a lot of the time, people would choose Richard Dawson because he was really good at the game. He took pride in it. I thought he was very funny. I watched a little Game Show Network documentary about the show. Mm-hmm. Turns out he was kind of a dick. Um, Wait, somebody in show business was kind of I a was, dick behind I was pretty scenes? shocked. I was pretty shocked by this. It got to the point where a few years into the show's run, they brought out a wheel of celebrities and they would make them spin it so that they couldn't choose Richard Dawson <laughs> every time. They had to choose whoever it landed on. And the very first time it was spun, it landed on Richard Dawson. That's beautiful. And everybody else walked off the set. <laughs> um, but he didn't like that. Like He felt slighted by that. Like, if I'm the person that people love who cares then people just love me whatever but also it's not really about love at that point 
it, he's just good at the game. Right. And the, so that's the people a are trying to win. strategic move. Be so he, better at the game. So he got he got pissed picked. about that among probably some other things. I don't. It sounded like he was kind of a, a little bit of a diva off screen. Mm-hmm. The other celebrities, especially like I think Brett and Charles Nelson Riley, got a little sick of his shit. So he kind of he he parlayed this, like I said, into being the original host of Family Feud. Got to kiss a lot of women on that show. Just like in the middle of the show, when they introduce themselves, he just he always gave him a smooch, cheek smooch. No, no, lip smooch. He kissed them on the lips when he. Yeah, you've never seen this. No, we haven't done an episode on Family Feud, but uh, oh my god, yeah, he was ve- he was famous for kissing all of the women on the show, like good famous. Yeah, see, today that would be a bad. That's famous a bad thing. famous. That's a bad famous. Yeah, in the seventies, good famous people were very excited to. <laughs> Kiss Richard Dawson on the mouth. Interesting. When they were on Family Feud. <clears throat> but he... So a few years after he started doing Family he was doing double duty. He was doing both of them. They were both daily uh, weekday game shows. So they were on every day. He would he would do both of them. So he was on the TV for an hour a day doing both of those shows. After a couple of years, they... He, he was just... You know, not putting forth as much effort or interest into match game. Like a diva. Yep. And somebody was finally like, hey, you don't have to be here. <laughs> and then he just never came back after that. Um, Do you think that he had never thought of that? And it took somebody saying, oh, wait a second. You, nobody's forcing you to be here. You know that, right? And he's like, oh my God. But you know, when you think of, isn't that kind of like... Um, a lesson for all of us in some ways at some points in time. You know it, but sometimes it just takes someone saying it. Yeah. So Especially maybe... with something like you don't have to be here. You know, we've all got our obligations. We all do the same thing every day. We all, yeah. well, I guess right now we all just kind of wake up and put you on have to... pajama pants and get on a Zoom call. Right. But Which is interesting because I wear slacks down bottom and I wear a sleepy time night t- uh, t-shirt up top. So it's just sleepy a, time really, night, a sleepy it's time a night really, t-shirt? It's like a 4XL. Is that a brand? It's a 4XL uh, with Twitty Bird on it. Is it your ex-boyfriend's or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Ramon. Oh, I loved Ramon. Mm-hmm. I'm sad. I was sad to see him I go. did too. I did too. I'm sorry to bring it up then. Um, but yeah, so this ran until 1984. It was the number one daytime show on TV for a few years. It won some Emmys and things like that. Uh, Gene Rayburn was a great host. He loved the show, kind of devoted himself to it. Like I said, I think he kind of took ownership of it after, you know, Mark Goodson created it. And I think Gene Rayburn felt like he molded it into what it was with more of the comedy and it became more of the double entendre sort of, uh, questions and answers after, you know, halfway through the, I think the first season of match game 73, but it kind of just tailed off in popularity. I think in the game show network, little documentary, which was not a very well-made documentary. I'm going to be honest Where'd with you. Where'd you find it? YouTube. Um, it, they, they kind of just said there became a point where every funny fill in the blank question had been asked and you were, you were like, okay, I get the joke of this show. Mm-hmm. And granted, it took 11 years for them to get to that point where they had to cancel it. 1700 was the original run. I don't even know uh, how many. I can't do that kind of math. In the 70s when right. they came back. I didn't. I know I'm really good at mental math generally, but yeah. if they were doing 200 a year, probably another 2,000 something. Like, 
A lot. Oh, let me check that real quick. A lot. Wow, that's right. You just pulled up Google.com. I see your computer screen. Yeah, but I also, I'll, but I typed math in the bar. And it said logarithm. World of math online. <clears throat> All right. So, yeah, it was over 2,000. I got it right. And, and it was canceled. It had a couple relaunches. There was one where they combined it with Hollywood Squares. So that the same contestants were competing against each other for half the show in Match Game and for half the show in Hollywood Squares. Okay. And so Gene Rayburn hosted the Match Game portion, and then some other schlub hosted. That's a bad call. The Hollywood I feel Squares. Like. It was very weird and disjoint. It lasted one season for reasons that I think we can understand from yeah. me sharing a thirty-second synopsis of it with you. You're in a vibe for one show, and then you've got to switch mentally to get into the other one. New host, new celebrities. A new host brings a new, you know, yeah. Yeah, so it's, I don't know, stupid. But, so that didn't, that didn't last very long. Most importantly... In my notes, it said it won three Emmys. Are you sure it was stupid? It won three Emmys originally <laughs> in the 70s version, Match Game 70X or 80X. But it was revived by ABC, who's reviving just all of the game shows at this point in time, mm -hmm. it seems. Especially with... Pandemic times, cheap, quick yeah. TV, I think they can do right now. Game shows, game shows, game shows. Hey, ABC, how about you change your acronym to ATGS? America's... What's the T? All the game shows. All the game shows, okay. So it was revived in 2016 by ABC, hosted by Alec Baldwin this time. Who's that? He's a famous actor. Mm. Well, he's he's got he a famous a... brother named Stephen Baldwin, and he's kind of who's the more his, famous brother? The right? more famous brother. Alex kind of ridden his coattails, and they kind of threw him a bone and gave him this game show. That's deal. very nice of the them. Yes. So so he hosts this new version of Match Game on ABC. It's just called Match Game. They they decided not to call it Match Game. 2016. The new new Match Game twenty twenty. Yeah, Match Game two K sixteen. And if you pay extra, you get a special edition with uh, Michael Jordan in the show. That sounds like a that sounds like a video game thing. It is, yeah. Sorry. So this version is incredibly true to the '70s version of the show, which is down what I love about it. To the microphone. Down to the microphone. He's got the skinny microphone. They've got the orange shag carpet. The set is exactly the same. The contestants come in behind a rotating wall, sliding in in their contestant chairs already. They've got the two-tiered, three celebrities on each tier uh, panel set up. It is, if I didn't know better, I would think that they literally just pulled this set out of a storage <laughs> space somewhere from the 70s. Yeah. I'm sure that's not true because like the episodes that they deleted they probably junked this stuff long ago but i mean it looks exactly the same they use the same theme music it's an almost perfect recreation with just new people on it which mm -hmm. i think is great i think the the money the money is raised instead of 100 250 and 500 for the bonus it's like a thousand two thousand and five thousand mm -hmm. and then you can quintuple that so you can go up to twenty five thousand with yeah. the with the final bonus round and you can do, if you get any of the, you can quintuple your 1000 or 2000 as well as your 5000 okay. You don't need it's to get the, the number one answer. the top prize. Yeah, exactly. So 
that's the game show. I think so. This is obviously it's weekly now. It's usually in the summer. It's a summer replacement program, mm-hmm. and it is an hour long rather than the half hour weekday episodes that they used to run. And other is that than because that, they have two sets of two contestants, or is it still just the two contestants? So they'll have two sets of two contestants. Okay. They'll do, they'll play two full games. In the original one, they would do what often happened in game shows at the time and still happens in daily game shows today a lot is they would end it in the middle of a game and (laughs) the next episode would start in the middle of that game. And they also had the champion returning back then. So if you won, you just got one new opponent to go up against and you kept going until you lost. Mm -hmm. Now it's two players. Whoever wins, wins. Show over. Get the fuck out. Yeah, they they censor it, but they do say that. That, that is a weird. That's kind of phrase. Alex tagline, if you you know. It's it's his. If I had, um, yeah. But he says it in the same diction. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the fuck out. Yeah, the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, so that's those are those are the only differences, more or less, mm-hmm. and celebrity quality, in my opinion, is a difference. I think. I think we've maybe discussed this a little bit before, but back in these days, there were three TV channels mm-hmm. in the seven. There was NBC, ABC, and CBS. That was it. If you watched TV, you watched one of those three channels at any point in time. Mm-hmm. And I think you knew basically everyone on the TV at that point in time. There were a lot fewer movies because there were only a couple big movie studios. So you knew who most of the movie stars were and things of that variety. So celebrity meant something, I think, a bit different yeah. back then than it does it's now. It's more on a pedestal. Right. I think, I think people were a little more comfortable with those people. I think now so many people are some level of famous. It used to be there were like, I, you know, a hundred people that... 100 million people knew of mm-hmm. and now there's a million people that 500,000 people know of well technically we have a little bit of fame because mark summers because mark summers did some of his <laughs> onto us we got some residual we fame were on from the mark ground summers. and we were starving and some flex from the bread he was eating fell onto the ground and we in the form of an hungry comment hippo, on our Instagram hippo gobbled insulting them us. Up. <laughs> what? Yeah. I said in the form of an Instagram comment insulting us. Correct. Two Instagram comments insulting us. Two, just two morsels. I don't want to shortchange us. Um, yeah, and I mean, now it's like, you know, like McDonald's has this Travis Scott meal deal. Have you can seen I, this? Can I tell you something about that? Have you had it? I buy and i try and buy and resell shoes online coveted shoes that come out okay they're special edition right that's your full-time job (laughs) (laughs) travis scott attaches his name to nike there have been a couple of versions of his shoes come out they sell for for instance they'll they'll release for about 150 200 and they sell for close to 1800 1900 plus and it goes up from there wow because of the cactus jack his team also released t-shirts so because of this 
a, like special, what they do McDonald's. is they do special edition pre-order only t-shirts and they are up on his website for, I don't know, 24 hours, 48 hours. Okay. I'm thinking his shoes sell for that much. His shirts and merch probably sell for that much. Obviously. The... With zero research at all. I just knew his name attached to things usually increases you know the value. Do you know who he is? He's a rapper. And he's yeah. had a pretty... Correct. Cra- I knew that. He's a pretty crazy upbringing too. Like he was down on his luck and fought through some crazy stuff and just... So every rapper? Except for... I don't know. Macklemore and Lil Dicky? Or Jimmy. Oh, uh, from Degrassi. Drake. Drake. Ever heard of him? Good point. He was, a, he was a TV star when he was 13. Okay, yeah. You've made your point. Travis Scott, I respect the so game. So, I've got his shirt. Oh, right. There was a story. There was a story. I tried... You tried it on? No, I haven't gotten it yet because oh. it's only pre-order. I'm not going to get it for five to six weeks. How long does it take to print a t-shirt? It was $100. What are these Vietnamese children doing? It was $100. 100. How many of these t-shirts did you buy? One. Okay. It was $85 for a medium plus shipping, plus taxes, came out to $100. Okay. I'm thinking, I could recoup this easily. 400 450 this is going to sell for. Probably. These specialized merch drops happen all the time. He'll sneeze on stage, and they'll do a, I sneezed, I saw Cactus Jack sneeze, and they'll do a line of that. Pre-order so is his only. name Travis Scott or Cactus Jack? His name is Travis Scott. There is his... Brand, I want to say, or this this character is Cactus Jack. I thought that was a character that Mankind played on the WWF back in the day. Right. Correct. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. That's all I know. Okay. Uh, it's Travis Scott is behind it. He is a bajillionaire. Oh, sounds like it. And Cactus Jack is in there somehow as well. So, okay. So, <clears throat> this story's taken like 10 minutes so far. How, have you, how are you doing on selling the t-shirt? Oh, I haven't even gotten yet, and I've looked it up, and it sells for like $70. So less than you bought it for. I lost money on this venture. So you're as good at this as you are at the stock market as well. Hey, so are you. I, I didn't say I was good. I'm terrible <laughs> I didn't at say it. I was good either. Um, yeah, so he's got, he's got a collab with McDonald's. I was there. I went to McDonald's, and it was like, McDonald's X Travis Scott, because that's how you say... Collab. Well, collab is a big thing to say now, first of all. Okay. You, you don't work with somebody. You do a collab. <laughs> so, like, we're collabing on this podcast. <laughs> if we had a guest, we would collab with them. <laughs> that and, sounds so dumb. And they also, especially when brands do it, they put an X in the middle. And that means... Times. I, that's, yeah, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, McDonald's X Travis Scott. McDonald's times Travis Scott... And it's a bacon cheeseburger, fries, and a Sprite. Just to be clear, that's the Travis Scott meal. Yes. And you have been they, introduced to Travis they Scott. collabed on, here's products we already sell. He sells his name. That's how powerful he is and how good his marketing team is. He God. Then why isn't he on Match Game? I don't know. He Think about him. All he has to do is sit and be, be like, oh, what do I want to put my name on next? Hair products. And it's just Travis Scott L'Oreal Kids. Yes. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I mean, he would play better to the kids' demographics. So. No yes. tears. Yeah, so. Did that, you get the burger? It's delicious. 
It is tasted it different. Like, it tasted like a cactus. It was weird. <laughs> but it was great. There were there were pine needles in it. It hurt. It hurt like hell. My mouth is still recovering. I can see. But yeah, that's what celebrity is now. There's a lot more. Like I think probably the people can I that say, can I say something real quick? I wanted to say this before I forget. Yeah. I had I had a good point about this. So celebrity back in the day was hard to get and it lasted longer. Right. Fast forward to today, I feel like it's the opposite. It's yeah. easier to get and it can last for a day. Things that, can go viral online damn, so easily now. What's that guy with the Campbell soup? Um Chunky Campbell's. No, 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 no. The the painter. Um, Andy uh, Warhol. Warhol, thank you. Andy Rockman. Andy Rockman. <laughs> Norman Rockwell. Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> That's of? what I was saying. Yeah. Andy Warhol. You know, he's at the 15 minutes. Everybody's got their 15 minutes of fame. Everybody gets exactly 15 minutes of fame right now. Yeah. And like, we're talking about how powerful Travis Scott is right now. Mm-hmm. And but for people that watch Match Game at eight o'clock at night on ABC, hosted by Alec Baldwin. What percentage of those people would have any idea who Travis Scott is? I don't think that many. You know, know. that's what's crazy. We're talking about how powerful he is, and I, I don't think he would. Like there, I, I watch it. Like Ben Schwartz was on an episode that I watched. Mm-hmm. Love Ben Schwartz. I think he's one of the funniest people in the world. Seen him live. Seen everything he's been in. I think probably most of the people that watched that had no idea who he was, or maybe they saw him as that guy who had a small part on Parks and Rec. If if they watch that. Yeah. I'd say that's probably his most notable role. Right. I, I mean, he, which is crazy because he was in a show. House of Lies. Yeah. But it was on Showtime. It probably had 600,000 viewers an episode. Yeah. But that's what celebrity is now. There are no consistent panelists on this show. There's not the Brett Summers, Charles Nelson Riley uh, mainstays. Because they, they lasted until it was canceled. Richard Dawson, like I said, he left a little bit early. But... Those were three people you could count on being there. There were a lot of people that were there a lot, like Betty White was on it a lot. And I think this version has people that are certainly recurring. And I feel like there's almost a, an ABC game show universe where you see the same celebrities popping up on To Tell the Truth yeah. on Match Game. It's like I saw Vivica A. Fox on both of them. I've seen Joel McHale on both of them, et cetera, et cetera. But well, Joel McHale has his own show as well. He does Card Sharks. On ABC as yeah. well, which we're going to talk about in another episode in nice. the near future. Oh, sweet. So, yeah, it's it's a, that that part of it is missing to me. I feel like it loses a little bit of its charm because of that, because it is six new people every time, because... There's no recurring pull. There's no... Right, there's no... there's like, not, Unless you like Alec Baldwin. Which is great. Right. Um, I think he's good. But there's not... There's not the person that everybody chooses. There's not the Richard Dawson. Everybody's going to choose this guy because he's the best at the game. Everybody knows this person is the best at the game yeah. because there are 10 episodes a year and the celebrities are swapped out so much that each of them are on it once or twice, you know? So so it loses a little bit of that. I still find it very enjoyable. I still find myself playing along with it mm-hmm. and booing along with the audience when people give bad answers i watched an episode where there was this woman she was she was like a uh she was a former marine mm-hmm. she seemed like a very sweet nice woman and she just got two of the most like layup little softballs pop soft her. like this is re- like they brought a guy out to tear a phone book in half some world champion phone book ripper or yeah. whatever and he's out there 
and rips the phone book in half. And then they ask the question, which is, this guy doesn't only make that sound when he's ripping phone books in half. He also makes it when he's blank. Right. And she goes, lifts weights? It didn't even go with the sentence. Right. Every single person said orgasm. Right. And she didn't. And I can't remember what the second question was, but it was something similarly like, oh, the answer here is boobs. Yeah. And she said, teeth? Oh, it was like when when Bob bought the Robotron 5000, he knew that it was batteries not included, but he didn't know that it was blank not included. Mm -hmm. And everybody said boobs. And she said teeth or something like that. Wow. So it was... And she won? She did not win. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was, it, or it still is an entertaining show, in my opinion. Like I said, I think it's one of my favorite game shows of all time, which in, in wow. some ways is surprising because in some ways it's like um, Cards Against Humanity, which is maybe my least favorite board game. Really? I hate it. Man, it's fun. I think it's stupid. I am a... Because you don't have control over the joke? Well, I probably take board games too seriously First of all, in the first place. I want to win always at everything that I do. I want to win at this podcast. Mm-hmm. I want to dominate you with my knowledge of Match Game right now. Well, I mean, we decided that you were going to do the research. So, that, so Who decided? By automatic. Who decided? You did. Exactly. <laughs> okay. It's the power that I have. Uh-huh. But so... My problem with Cards Against Humanity is it's very unstructured. There is no objective right or wrong with it. Mm-hmm. It is you're at the mercy of somebody just choosing, um, I think I'll choose this one. And I also... There's sometimes a clear winner. You, they, you, you have think you played that, with somebody who... You think there who, should be a clear winner, but sometimes you go, oh, that's up. the clear winner, and then it's not, because people are stupid. People well, are, you always think mine's the clear humor. winner. So you're wrong, or you're right, one out of every, I'm assuming, nine times, based on your judgment of how bad this card game is, because you're not winning, Great clearly. job. But, no, then the other thing is, I feel like it makes people think that they're funny, and they're telling funny jokes, just because they had a card in their hand that said, Hitler's aborted fetus, and they... Mm-hmm. Put it in the middle. And it was like, my grandma ate for Sunday. And it's like, no, you, yeah, exactly. And it's like, you just happened to be the one that had a card in your hand that said Hitler's aborted fetus. Like, there are, anybody there are... that happened to have that is going to win that round because you had that thing. Like, yeah. you didn't come up with that joke. If you came up with that, maybe I would I would respect it. you. Right. I don't respect you because you play it and you're like, oh, man, isn't it funny that I was able to put this wacky answer in there, like all these other wack... I mean, I hated Apples to Apples, too, which uh, Cards Against Humanity is a, an adaptation or a ripoff of. Just, yeah. it's not inappropriate. It's dirty. Right. Apples to Apples is the family-friendly mm-hmm. version of it. I never it liked that. It says, Hitler's unaborted fetus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hitler's happy, not Nazi version, <laughs> is what it said. Not Nazi version. Hitler, who... Who sitcom was? There was a Hitler sitcom in the early '90s in the UK. Jojo Rabbit. No, great movie by the way. One of the best Hitler movies I've ever seen. They love it. It is top five Hitler movies, and there's a <laughs> lot of Hit. There's a lot of good Hitler movies. Inglorious Bastards. How many? 
Do you specifically seek out Hitler movies? It's one of my favorite genres. Follow-up question. Do these movies glorify Hitler or do they? So I think, so there was a a comedy called, um, I think it was called Hail Honey, I'm Home or something like that. <laughs> and it was in the UK mm-hmm. in the early 90s or late 80s, I want to say. And it was set up like a, The Honeymooners or one of those I Love Lucy type of yeah. shows. But it was Hitler and Ava Braun as like the wacky couple doing hijinks, living in an apartment. Wow. And their next door neighbors were a Jewish couple. And it was That's like... That's a recipe for comedy. And it was like, oh, they invited the new neighbors over for dinner and oh, it's Passover. Like that was like the kind of like setups like of the hijinks that happens in yeah. the show. It aired for one episode. And people got mad. Can we do a sitcom review podcast just for that? Just for that. We'll we'll start a new podcast and just do (laughs) that. Yeah. So I don't know what that had to do with Match Game, but that was something that just popped into my head that Mm. was probably a bad idea. If you're going to make a comedy about World War II, I think it needs to be more like Hogan's Heroes, more like Jojo Rabbit, which has walked the line of comedy and drama quite well. Right. Less like Heil Honey, I'm Home. Mm-hmm. Although I think there's something there. I want to see it. We're, I mean, we're not airing this episode of the podcast anyway, so I can <laughs> say whatever I want at this point. It doesn't. <laughs> none of this matters. This is really a waste of all of our time. So that was the match game. What? Um, how would you improve the match game? Match game, not the match game. How would you improve it? Yeah. I wouldn't. Wow. This isn't my favorite one ever of all time. Okay. I think that Alec Baldwin is the best host. Of everything? Yeah. I think it's a toss-up between... I think what I like... For me, it's Ben Stein and Alec Baldwin. So of like the 10 episodes that we've done so far. I think. I probably said something different in another episode. But those are my two. What Alec... Alec has the same wit level as Ben Stein. They were both very funny. They were both very quick. But there was an extra level of charisma with Alec Baldwin that he just exudes. He's good. And that combined with his wit, to me, made him just overall... He skated through anything that could have been awkward, made it light, moved the show along, and yeah, he was he's the best. So because of him, I think... Nothing really needed to change. For a for a tag along little brother, you know, he wasn't wasn't too bad. Right. You know what ABC stands for for him? Always be closing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um Yeah, I I for the most part agree. There's not much I could change. Like I said, I think it's one of my favorite game shows ever. I think maybe you could add some stakes for the celebrities in terms of if you don't if you go through a whole episode without matching with anybody you're banned from the show. You're not allowed back. You're bad. You can't you've come proven. on any game show in the future. And you're 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 just off. Or you've got to wear something that signifies your stupidity or okay. the shame that you have. So like to tell the truth, yourself. except a reverse. You don't get the mama gene or mama. Yeah, exactly. You get the opposite. Yeah. So so whatever that is, some some way to shame celebrities that are not good at, not good at the game at all because. 
it's fun. It's fun. It's a fun time to watch. It's lighthearted, and it gets you playing along at home and laughing and booing and cheering along. Yeah, so I think now we're going to move on to a lightning round? It's a lightning round! You don't have to freeze. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? How do you think this works? Oh, shh. Okay, was that enough time for the sound effect? The first one was more than enough time for the oh, sound okay. effect. We already did it. Dang played. it. I missed it? Yeah. I didn't hear it. Wait for the edit. This is going to be called Match Game colon Strangers Edition. Because you do not know any of the people on the panel that I pulled. Okay. Are these people that you know? Or you might these, know a couple. You might know a couple. These people. Did, did you just tweet at celebrities? Friends. And nobody got back to me. This is going to be a very <laughs> weird lightning round. Blank. They answered blank <laughs> for the blank. You know a couple of these people. But for the sake of the title that I already wrote down in this card, it is called Stranger's Edition. I got nine different responses. Sorry, eight different responses. This is a large celebrity Only panel. one repeat. Wow. So, so you we'll have a very good chance of, of matching, matching with, with one of these people. At least one of these. I'm going to match with the with the repeat people. I'm I'm confident in that. It, there's only there's a two put uh, two peat per uh, answer. So it's two parts. No no no. Uh, there's two questions. There's two, <laughs> two, <laughs> two, two words. This is two words. Terrible. No. Sounds of like all the responses. Only one was repeated. Right. That's the one I'm gonna. Got it. That's what I mean. Though Charlie only had one leg, he still found a way to blank. Though Charlie only had one leg, he still found a way to blank. Did you pull this from an episode? Or did no. You, did you come up with this? Mm-hmm. Wow, it's creative. You should apply for a job on the writing staff. I know you spend a lot of your time selling shoes, but <laughs> flipping. Not selling shoes and not selling t-shirts. <laughs> not that selling t-shirts. Though Charlie only had one leg... He still found a way to. You have eight shots to get this right. I know, but I want to match with the one that two people said. Okay, fair. Because that's well, how about obviously we do, how about a good answer. I'll give you three choices. You can. Okay, so though Charlie only had one leg, one leg, he still found a way to run. No, that. <laughs> Jesus. Eight of the dumbest people you could have pulled. These strangers. God, I'm glad I don't know these people. Not a single one wow. said run. One person might have said it, but it's not what's on the card. So, okay. wrong. Okay. Uh, let's give you, you get two more. I'll give you two more. Oh, wow. Okay. Though Charlie only had one leg, he still found a way to dance. Also, not. Okay, I mean these are just the obvious things that also you do with your legs. Also, not on here. These are what you do with your legs. Stand? Nope. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, this show is stupid. The match game is my least favorite game show of all time. Have I said that yet? <laughs> let me let me read you. What this is as bad are. as when you knew nothing about your wife. I knew one of nothing. One of five nothings about my wife. Okay. Though Charlie only had one leg, he still found a way to kickflip, pee, skip. Love, masturbate, which was the repeat one. Why? No, that's so easy. It's even easier to do. Moonwalk. You don't have that leg in the way. Lunge and sneeze. Lunge? Yeah. 
Lunge is good. I, uh, get, my yeah. favorites were Moonwalk, Lunge, and Skip. I guess those are. I answers. don't think people were trying to be funny, but uh, you know, maybe I just give enough context. But I was like, I mean, masturbate is a clear attempt to be funny, but two people said it, right? And it was my mom and my dad, <laughs> and they're two of the funniest people that <laughs> I don't know because they're strangers right. according uh-huh. to this game. Yep. Uh, we have one more, and it oh, matches the final round where you have. I'm going to give you a part the, of a word, or you know, okay. two parter, and yep. you have to finish it. Got it. This is called celebrity-ish match because i pulled heather who we know oh she's got a podcast that's much more successful than much us. more successful it's called sinister hood 10 million downloads they've got recently that. yep so we got double digits at least do we i think we've got triple no way i think I we're in the don't. triple digits wow happy Happy blank. Happy blank. I don't really know Heather, so this is difficult for me. She understood the game and did not try to be funny. Okay. Happy meal. Birthday. Ooh. It was good. I didn't know if she... You had Cactus Jack I didn't know if she was a big Travis Scott fan or not. Cactus Jack. Happy meal. I was also thinking Happy Gilmore. That was my first thought. Ooh. But anyway, I guess I'm no good at match game. I'm banned from it or I have to wear a dunce cap or something <laughs> oh, now. no. So, Dude, we need to make a dunce that's, cap that's with sh- something. That's a shame. Here, let's do this. Ooh, I just got buzzed I down. think that deserved a buzzer. Thank you for that. Also, the most loud part of doing the buzzer is us moving around in the chairs on these <laughs> loose wood boards. <laughs> these are beautiful old wooden floors. Yeah. They just make a lot of noise. Yeah, yeah. They're original mm-hmm. from when pilgrims settled this land. That's right. In Texas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's Match Game. Like I said, I really like it. I think you guys should seek it out. Um, the There are several seasons of the 70s version on Amazon Prime. You can watch, I think there's about a half dozen, 10 episodes on Hulu of the Alec Baldwin version. Yep. If you've got all these streaming subscriptions that we do, because we are rich from our hundreds of downloads in this Mm -hmm. podcast, check it out if you haven't seen it. It's a good one. I liked it. Agreed. It has a good history in that it started as a not that entertaining show and became what I think is a great show. And it had some great characters throughout its history. Gene Rayburn. Richard Johnson. All those people are dead. Alec Baldwin is alive. He's alive. Um, ben Schwartz is alive. I'm just going to go through people. <laughs> just anybody we've named Joel today, McHale's I want to let you know whether they're alive or Vivica dead Fox because I don't alive. want people worrying, especially in a pandemic. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say seek it out. Give it a watch. I'm going to give it four and a half buzzers out of five. Remember we did that one episode we, and we've yeah, never done like, it. Why do we even do we've it? Never we might as well. Now that we're going to How many buzzers are you going to give it? I Four buzzers. Four buzzers. All right. So it's an average of 4.25 buzzers. <laughs> so congrats to the match game. Yeah. We'll send you your four and a quarter buzzer in the mail. We are so bad and slow at ending this show every single time, by the way. Check us out on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Come On Down Show. Visit ComeOnDownShow.com. Email us at ComeOnDownShow at gmail.com or... 
uh, search Come On Down on YouTube because we post every episode and highlights on there every week. Until next week, we will see you guys later.